Have you ever been on the wrong side of history? Maybe you really dug Milli Vanilli and time just proved you wrong. Maybe you thought IOU sweatshirts would never go out of style. Those things are going to be awesome forever. And, uh, you know, next year, not so much. I mean, I'm sure if I dug into um, the bowels of a closet in my mom's house somewhere, a pair of Jankos are just waiting to be discovered, um, sitting right next to a set of airwalks. I'm sure they're right there, ready to be unearthed. In my family, we were GoBots instead of Transformers. I mean, I, I loved those things as a kid, but let's be honest, neither one is no Optimus Prime, even though... F-15s are way cooler than semis. Huh, you have to think about that one for a second. But when it came to video games, I was in line. I was Team Nintendo. Because back then, what you played was almost as important as what you wore or what you listened to. Um, It's how friendships were formed. It's how bonds were created. It's the only way a dorky kid like me could talk to the fast track kid. You know, and we would talk about Final Fantasy and where to get the best uh, farming location for uh, ogres to get experience, right? And it was very formative for, for who I was and, and who I became. But what if you weren't on Team Nintendo? What if you had picked one of the other systems that were released back in those days that most people may not even be aware of? If you're listening to this podcast, it's likely you know about Sega Master System and Turbo Graphics and all of the different other systems out there, but for 90% of the world, it's all Nintendo. We're going to be talking to my best friend, Joe Coro. Um, you met him in the initial episode. We're going to have another story from him because his experience was a little different as a Sega kid in a Nintendo world. Welcome to A Gamer Looks at 40. experience I remember as my first experience, and I told you this recently, is there was a pizza hut uh, in town that was very big in the 1980s, and there was uh, two arcade cabinets uh, within this pizza hut in Clifton off Route 46. I was going to say, it's the Clifton one, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, by romance. (laughs) And um, one was the Hunter uh, cabinet, which... I mean, I I can never get into these. I'm I don't I don't hunt as a pastime. I never have held a gun, um, and I've never really got into even duck hunt. So that that was just whatever. Just sat there and collected dust. But the other one <laughs> was Shinobi, and I was hooked. I was hooked. Uh, my brother was an infant. They would leave them uh, with my grandparents. Uh, my parents would take me and they would give me a bunch of quarters to have quiet time. There was like, here, Joseph, you know, here's $6 worth of quarters, which is a fortune. And, um, they would have a quiet meal and I would just pump them into Shinobi. And I was hooked. I was hooked. There was, I, I was uh, so much so that I would want to go to pizza hut every day. That became my go-to. What do you want for right. dinner, Joseph? Pizza hut. Pizza just hut. to play Shinobi. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like how Shinobi basically was the uh, iPad for of the day. Yeah. <laughs> we right. want the kid to shut up, so let's just throw let's the screen in front of his face. And Joseph will <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, the sounds uh, were definitely better than anything that I've played with. Uh, my uncle's uh, Atari. Um, 
the the left to right 2D nature of it all. I mean, that was I was doing that. That that was yeah. my first experience in a 2D um, platforming game, uh, left to right, uh, right even yeah. before Mario. Um, which again, another it was so ahead of its time. Um, and the colors, I'm I'm colorblind for those that know me, and the colors were were very vibrant. They were they were bright. There wasn't a lot of blues and purples. There was different colors. There was yellow, there was blue, there was red, there was bright greens, there was dark. So I loved it. The contrast was was just it was brilliant. I I I was I was hooked. To this day, um I, I put it top ten all time. Now I don't quite remember Shinobi, uh the arcade game, but I certainly remember it on the Master System. And it was a really cool game. It was almost a system seller. I remember um I remember seeing commercials for it, um, you know, on TV and such. Okay, the game is Shinobi. You're basically fist and stomach, foot and face, arcade hit. Nineteen stages of major ninja warfare. Observe. You've got your throwing stars, your bombs, your nunchucks. Nice shot. If you live through this round, you get ninja magic. Hey, you can be next. Hey, I can't see. Shinobi, just one of 70 games from Sega. Games and accessories sold separately and coming this Christmas. What I love about it was it had that 2D style. It was kind of like a Ninja Gaiden, but it also had these first-person shuriken-throwing uh, segments, which were really cool and not something you saw a lot of in the uh, in that early, early 8-bit era, especially pre-NES. Um, so it was a very cool game, but it also led to a very fateful decision that would very honestly change the course of Joey's video game fandom. Right, man. So 1988 comes. So actually, let's talk a bit about that then. We get to the <laughs> NES era, right? We got uh, everyone at school, 1985. Um, the NES, is it 85? 85, yeah, NES, yeah. Christmas 85, so really 86. Yep. And right. I mean, right. everyone's really playing the following year. 87 is when it boomed. We're, we're seven years old. Between 87 and 88, that's when... That, that's when most kids uh, that age had at least a Nintendo um, yeah. in their house. Yep. Where, where were you in that uh, in that time period? Uh, 87 and 88. I was eight years old uh, in 1988. And, um, you know, my family lived on a budget. Uh, my father was an electrician, blue collar guy, worked uh, for PSCNG. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom. We lived uh, on a budget paycheck to paycheck. Um, so it was, you know, there was, there were times where there was Christmases. It was just like, well, you, you know, the Jesus got three gifts, you know, from the three wise men and all you're going to get is three gifts. So pick them. And that's what I wanted. Everybody at school, they had, uh, they had a video game system and I didn't know what they had. I just, I would hear the stories uh, of Mario, Zelda, Metroid, um, Mega Man, Donkey Kong, Ninja Gaiden, uh, all these games, but all I cared about was Shinobi. Um, right. I'm I'm eight years old. I have nothing. I know nothing about third party software or exclusive content. Just what what system can get me? What's the vehicle that can get me that experience um, at Pizza Hut every single day? And and that was the Sega Master System. And that's that was okay. That's that's where I can get my fix. Then that's it was like a drug. I mean, it became a drug. Uh, that's that's what I want then for Christmas from Santa Claus. I want the Sega Master System. 
I might have been the only one on 16th Street that went that on the Christmas list. 16th Street? You might have been the only person in Essex County who had one. I think you, when you when your when your mom or dad went to the store to KB Toys to to pick out the Sega Sega Master System, they had to like hide. It was behind some shoes, you know, like some old gar- old uh, cabbage they paid patch them dolls. To take it. Yeah. <laughs> like you really want this? Like. Can blow the dust. <laughs> well, that's what my uncle and then he started in. That was exactly it. And I told you that <laughs> he was he was around. It was August, um, you know, September, right before the point of no return. He's trying to coerce <laughs> me out of it. Like, Joseph, you sure you want this? Like, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm telling you, I'm looking at these ads in Rolling Stone. And I hear the buzz on the street and I see the commercials. I don't see a whole lot of Sega commercials. I think Nintendo's the way to go because no one called it the NES or the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was just Nintendo. And he's right. like, I think Nintendo is the way to go. Nintendo. Then I said, yeah, you know, it's cool, but I can't play Shinobi on, <laughs> on, on the Nintendo. He's like, yeah, but like he just there was no talking me out of it. I mean, this shows you the love and addiction when you're really, truly addicted into one game, uh, how it can carry you into a console. Yeah, you know, and that happens still today, right? We 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 still Absolutely. have exclusives. We still have, you know, people who will purchase uh, a new system just because of the exclusive games. And I think that's good. I think that kind of competition is good. It's, we've had it forever, right? And uh, um, it's interesting you have that now. And I think that's kind of sweet, right? There's something very sweet about that. That oh, you, sure. you weren't chasing a system. You didn't have a, a fanboy attachment to anything. You just wanted to play your game Shinobi at home. And this is the thing that does it, so I'm going to get it. When you got your Sega, did it? Ma- did it? Re- did it? I obviously didn't match the arcade, right? Nothing was going to at that time. But how? how what was your experience with playing your favorite arcade? Well, game Christmas morning home? was very disappointing. Um, so my father had gotten me the Sega Master System, but again, this is a man. This is the baby boomer generation. He went to the store. How can how can my son play Shinobi? Oh, you can play it with the Sega Master System, and he bought this Sega Master System, thinking because with his systems, Coleco uh, and Television, the games were pre, they were in the the console uh, already. So he bought the Sega Master System thinking that Shinobi is going to be playable uh, on the Sega Master System. He had no idea uh, about buying a separate cartridge uh, in order to play Shinobi. So Christmas morning of 88, I go downstairs. I got the Sega Master System. But there's no Shinobi. There's no cartridge to go wait, along. That, no, that, wait, hand. There was no cartridge whatsoever. No, I. I so you, I, just, you just had you just had a master system with no cartridge. I I had a master system with absolutely no cartridge. But did you the, the did Sega, you bother to plug it in? Did, did you bother, bother to, to plug, plug it in? Of course, I plugged it in, and because the Sega Master System was so ahead of its time, there were two games that were preloaded. In the really? Sega Master System, yes, and you can research it. And those two games were Hang On, which was a uh, you know uh, like an outrun uh, you know yeah. uh, uh, racing game, motorcycle motorcycle game, right? Very good, good memory. Yeah. And the second game was Safari Hunt, which was a knockoff, which was I shouldn't say knockoff, which was Sega's version of of Duck Hunt. Um, okay. So I, I was playing the games, I was doing the light gun, I was in there for like a solid hour. My father comes and sees me. How's it going, Joseph? You know, it's going great. You know, I just, I, I can't find Shinobi. And um, 
So, you know, through trial and error and, and God bless my father, God bless any father back then. It was, like I said, they were, we were all navigating blindly. There's no internet. Yeah. He realized he made a phone call to, I guess, his coworker at PS. And, you know, he said, oh, you know what, Joseph, Santa didn't bring Shinobi. There's actually another tape. My father said tape instead of cartridge. Cause that's what yep. he was. He was assimilating it to a VHS. <laughs> he's like, there's yep. another tape that we have to buy. He goes, we'll, we'll buy it tomorrow. So now he's really like, he wants, he thinks that I'm going to be disappointed, but I wasn't, I wasn't, mm. I was hooked on these two new games and it was an experience that was totally new. I was playing video games in my house. I forgot about Shinobi. Shinobi. What's that? That's special. But look at this. Look what I'm doing right now. I, I have an arcade. I have Pizza Hut in 16th Street. I'm That's doing it. this right now. And I'm playing two games that I've never heard of that I'm playing for the first time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that I've completely fallen in love with. I, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to, to these two games. I got to the second level. I saw Dusk. I got yeah. to the third level. Now it's nighttime. You know, what's what's the fourth level? Uh, am I going to drive to see the sunrise with, with this game? This is great. You know, my, my tires are smoking. Look at these graphics. This is awesome. This is not left to right. This is straight on. This is a totally different experience. And then I'm playing Safari Hunt. Another experience. This is great. Look at this. I can do this. I can do that. I can shoot. I can. My brother can shoot. He's an infant. He can play and he can help me look at me looking and shooting. I can cheat. And nobody cares. I can get the gun real close to the screen. Put it on top of the screen if I want. I'm, I'm doing all of this stuff. And the morning is just flying by. And I'm playing this amazing thing. I'm playing this amazing thing and having the time of my life. And I'm so fun. I, I, it's it's so fun. I, I this, There's so much joy. And, and it's contagious. My enthusiasm is contagious to my kid brother. And it wound up being a great Christmas. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing. You know, it's, it's again, it's a very sweet notion um, of a time when I don't want to say we were easily amused because that sounds kind of reductive. It's, it's not that. It's a good but point. I think we, we, were, we were very open. We were open. To, we had very little expectations. So when you have very little expectations, sure. you're, you're willing to accept anything. Because your dad told you, oh, we're, we're going to get Shinobi, you know, next week or get it tomorrow. But you didn't care. Didn't it care. sounds like you you were enamored with not only the the experience, the interactivity of the medium was enough to get you hooked. It didn't matter what it was, right? Ninja stars were equal to motorcycles, equal to duck hunt, right? Um, and I think that really does speak to the simplicity of of the early 8-bit era and why it was so magical and why we as kids continued with it all the way to the ripe old age of 40. So that's really, really cool. I think that's really sweet. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, I, I, it totally captivated me and, and, and drove me crazy. Um, at the same time, it was uh, a great experience, um, for my family. And by that, I mean, my father got involved. I mean, he's still a young man at the time. He's younger than me now. He's, he's in his thirties. It's like, let me, let me try this. I remember Coleco, you know, from 10 years ago, my brother's involved, um, socially outside of my house. Uh, I was at a disadvantage and we get, we, we've gotten into this because I, because, well, that's a, a different topic, but inside that's the fun. house, it was awesome. <laughs> I 
think I said it a number of times, but that really is extremely sweet. And during the interview, I talked a bit about how we as modern gamers don't allow for that. We have the hardest time dealing with any sort of delay or any sort of inconvenience when it comes to our modern gameplay experience. Uh, If a day one patch is 15 gigs, we get extremely frustrated. Um, if if a game is delayed three months, it is becomes a serious problem to the point where developers get death threats. This is kind of the world we live in. Personally, if a web page takes you know five seconds or more to load, I go someplace else. We live in a world of instantaneous convenience, and the fact that Joey had to wait a year. To play Shinobi, the only game that he wanted on that Sega Master System, and was satisfied with playing with what he had for a year, is extremely sweet and kind of just goes to show what life was like back in the early days of gaming, especially for my generation. Uh, Growing up, you got one game a year, maybe two if you got a birthday and a Christmas, and that was it, and that's what you played, you know, outside of rentals and all that. Um, But it sounds like everything worked out at home, and that's great. How did everything outside the home shake out as well? Let's find out. We're going to – let's kind of segue back to outside the house. How, you know, obviously inside the home you have your family dynamic, and now in the schoolyard, in class (laughs) – so yeah, so uh, so anyone can <laughs> anyone can watch a horror movie. Uh, anyone can see Alf. This is free. Anyone yep. can anyone can buy a pack of garbage pail kids. They're a quarter. Yes. But but this was something that was um, rigid. This was isolated. I, I anyone couldn't go buy a two hundred dollar console. So very very soon I realized this decision I made left me um, on an island. Uh, I, I didn't take away from my excitement or enthusiasm, but when you go back to Carteret, you want to, I wanted to share my excitement and my enthusiasm and no one really knew, uh, what, what I was talking about. They didn't know, uh, the Kung Fu kid. Yeah. They didn't know Shinobi. They didn't know, uh, space harrier. You know, it's like, you know, play this game. I don't know what, you know, what that is, Joey. So well, what are you playing? You know, and, I, and now I'm getting frustrated. Well, what are you playing? Now, well, we're playing Zelda, we're playing Mario, we're playing um, Metroid, we're playing Mega Man. So it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm alone. I, 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 so now I want to go play these games. So there's other events coming up. There's birthdays, there's first communions, there's um, confirmations and, and, and whatnot. And, and my father would ask me, so what do you want? And I want Mega Man. You know, I want to play Mega Man. I want to play Mario. I want to play Zelda. I want to interact with what everyone else is doing. So we would go to the store and no bueno. That's, that's where it hit me. Wow. Okay. I can't play any of these games. I I can't, I, I may still believe, even though I'm eight years old, my, my conviction is strong enough to believe that I have the greater system and that these games I'm playing are actually better than Bart versus the space mutants. And, and all these games, but I'm alone, but no one else, you know, it's, it's, even though I may feel that way, I can't really share in, in everyone else's experience. So everyone, when they're going to school, they're sharing, I did this, I did that. Um, 
you know, that was more, that was more of an isolation for me. And, and mm. it contributed to my frustration too. Um, because I, I'm a kid, I get stuck on levels and when you're a kid, you can say, how do, how do you, how do you get, you know, how do you get to world four and Mario, you know, how, where's the warp whistle? Where, how do I, I'm in the lost woods of Zelda. How do I get out of the lost woods? And someone can say, well, here's the, here's the, the, here's X, Y, Z, how to do that. I didn't have that. So if I can't get past stage four of Shinobi, nobody at school is playing Shinobi. There's no internet to tell me how to get past stage four. I would call my father and cry. I would say this is so frustrating. You know, it's, it took me a half hour to get to stage four and I lost every single time. And my father doesn't know. God bless him. He's like, Joseph, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you look to your dad, you know, who, when you're a kid, your dad is like the beacon your of dad all knows knowledge. Everything, right? dad, he's, yeah, you, he's you're, you're the totem of, sure. all, of all things. <laughs> you must know how to get past stage four of Shinobi. <laughs> Please don't deny me your knowledge, sir. <laughs> I mean, I look at it now, and my children, they get frustrated 10 minutes uh, right. if they can't do something. But I, I, I look at it now as a badge of honor. Like, I, mm -hmm. wow, I really got uh, an early lesson in rejection. And mm -hmm. I'm for months on end, for, for months on end, I couldn't get past stage four until I picked up a game pro. Uh, which is another story for another time. But I mean, for months on end, it's just going through the progressions, playing this game, 20 minutes, a half hour, you know, all the way knowing I I'm probably going to lose to Ken Ho again on stage four. It's interesting. And it's also interesting how you've kind of linked up the, um, you've linked up games with kind of a social, st a social structure, you know, at, at school, right? Where you had, it was almost became a click. But the click that Nintendo click was massive, huge. You had nobody in your click, sadly. No, no. <clears throat> I had so the very... Muldoon. That's not true. The Muldoon family had a master system, but the, I, I really wasn't friends with them. To your point, you're right. Tom, yeah. Dave, Paul, you, Scott, yeah. you all had Nintendos. Now, did you ever get a Nintendo? Yes, I got a Nintendo again at the end of its shelf life. So we. we <laughs> So now my father gets the better job. We move, we move out of Bloomfield, um, and it's it's Christmas of 1991, 91 or 92, and it's the Super Nintendo. That's the big thing, and I want yeah. the Nintendo. I, I, same thing. My father and my uncle, they're trying to talk me out of it. They're like Joseph. This is an obsolete system. You know, <laughs> I think the Super Nintendo is really the way to go here. And again, I'm defiant. That's I, I that'll be on my tombstone. Defiant in the face. Here lies Joe Coro. Defiant in the face of reality. Um, I, I'm I'm stubborn. No, I want you know. Come yeah. on, play the Super Nintendo. It's like no, no. I want to play these games. Yes. I've had to hear this for four bleeping years about <laughs> Mega Man and Space Mutants and Zelda and Mario and Metroid. I want to finally play these games. I want to know what the excitement was all about. I missed out. I want to get, I, 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 I want to catch up for lost times. I want to play these games. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, and that's, that's very funny that you kind of, kind of, again, kept on getting behind, behind the times there. I'm the same way now. I'm always three years behind the latest system. So it'll be, it'll be, you know, 2023 20, by the time I get it. But the PS defining anything. moment, and, and to your point, it wasn't the tech for me. 
It was right. always the games. It didn't matter if I was the only one on, on, in, the, in the world that had a master system. Just like it didn't matter that I wanted a system that was really towards the end of its shelf life. What drove me to both consoles in two very different ways was the games. It was all about the games. And that's the whole point of this episode, really. Consoles are just devices on which you can game upon, not status symbols or sources of pride. In general, you should never stamp your identity onto a corporation. You're always going to lose. They they don't care. They're not designed to care. It's never a good idea, so don't do it. Case in point, a few weeks ago, I was chatting with a seventh grader in my church youth group, and he said he'd never play a retro game. He would never touch one. And his comment was, why play something with old pixel graphics when I can play beautiful 4K? And at first, I got a little triggered, a little bit. I tried to remind him of Cyberpunk 2077, you know, beautiful to look at, plays slash runs like death. But then I got sad. I I fell for him. And not in a cranky old man way, you know, not in a, you know, back in my day sort of energy. He'll never experience the joy of Super Metroid because it's pixely. He's never going to spend two hours lost in the Mushroom Kingdom experiencing the games that every platformer in the history of ever has tried to emulate. And an ocean of gameplay experience is lost due to some random bias. And that stinks. Joey didn't have that problem. Couldn't get Shinobi, he played Hang On. The the games were always enough, even if that meant living on the outside of popular fandom, in the playground, where that sort of identity and that sort of fandom was everything. And he didn't mind. He wanted to play the games his way and live his life in a way that he saw fit. And I'm not sure about you, but just in general, that sounds like a pretty great way to live. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of A Gamer Looks at 40. If you enjoy this show, I'm sure I'll enjoy you. And I would love to connect with you on Twitter at A Gamer Looks at 40. Thank you again to Joey for taking the time to be on the program. He's going to be on here a lot. So you better get used to the guy. And uh, if you're listening to this, you're listening to it on your uh, pod catcher of choice. So thank you again for doing that. Ratings and reviews on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, insanely important. Again, I don't know why, but they are. And uh, I hope to catch you next time on A Gamer Looks at 40.